You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 116. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I actually have my sister on the podcast. Now, this is one of my sisters. I actually have three sisters. Uh, Many of you know that I am the oldest of seven, and there are four of us girls, and there are three boys in that family. So, Today I'm interviewing my sister, Kara Remington. Her and I are about two years apart and we were very, very close growing up and still very close. And I wanted to bring her on the podcast today because first of all, she's freaking awesome. She's such a rock star. And um, we're going to talk in the episode about some of our similarities and then some of our differences. And one of our big differences is that she's real into sports, <laughs> like real into sports. <laughs> um, I don't really watch sports that much. I don't really participate in organized sports very much. Um, I did a little bit in, in high school, but that's kind of the extent of it. But my sister, it's like her life. It's her life. It's her identity. It's something that she loves. And she she talks about how she kind of carved out this niche for herself in our family. And she's definitely known as like the sports person in our family. And She's done some pretty amazing things with sports. So we're going to talk about her playing rugby and making it to the All-American team, which is a real big deal. (laughs) If you don't know much about sports, becoming an All-American in college at the collegiate level for the Division I athlete is, is really a really, really big deal. And we are going to talk about how, you know, what what that was like and and how that happened. And then that transition away from from being the division 1, you know, collegiate athlete into motherhood. And I wanted to bring her on because I know that a lot of us have uh have, you know, past lives or have things that have to change when we do have kids. Or even if you're listening and you don't have kids, you know that there are different phases and stages of your life and that's part of life is like going through and having things change and having new priorities and, and rearranging your life according to where you're at right now. And so I wanted to bring Kara on to be able to talk to that a little bit and talk about this transition into motherhood, into being, you know, someone on a team who had accolades, who had people telling her that she was wonderful and that she's amazing and scoring points and things, and then going into motherhood, which is way less about scoring goals or um, having somebody pat you on the back for a really good job. And I I love what she had to say about that transition. We do talk at the end of the episode, Kara shares some, some like personal stuff about me. <laughs> she shares some stories about me. Like I said, she knows me obviously very well. And she shares some insights into me, into what she thought when I started my business and, um, she shares some funny stories from our from our childhood. So you'll want to stick around to the end of the episode because <laughs> you'll learn some things maybe that you didn't know about me from, from one of my sisters. So without further ado, let's hop into that episode with All-American athlete, Kara Remington. I am so excited to welcome my sister, Kara Remington, to the podcast. Hey, Kara. Hey, Amber. <laughs> I am excited to have another family member come on the podcast. So I had my mom on the podcast on episode number 27, and I've had my husband, TJ, on the podcast a couple of times, and now I get to bring my sister onto the podcast. So I'm excited to be able to chat with you today and share you with my audience. Yeah, thanks. I, I don't have much to say about pelvic floors, so I don't know if I can, <laughs> if I yeah. can compete with TJ there. But <laughs> so, so I have to tell you that I so I told Kara like a year ago. Did I tell you like a year ago that I wanted you on the podcast? 
you told me when you first started making that, that you long. first told us that you wanted to make a podcast. Yeah. You said all that you'd have me on it. And I said, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was like two years ago. And so then yeah. I kept, I like had her on the schedule and I was like, yeah, we're going to like do an interview. And then every time, like I needed to bump somebody, unfortunately, Kara always got the bump. <laughs> and so here, so then, I, so then I put up a, a question box on my Instagram and I said, what do you guys want to hear on the podcast? And what did you post on my box? I don't know. I was joking, but I said something like, oh, I would love it if you could chat with someone who is an all-American. Yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then I all around. Just like, trying oh. to give you a hard time about <laughs> continuing to bump my podcast. Yeah. So then I was like, w- w- I actually have you on the schedule. So we're actually going to do it. And we're actually now going to record this. So I'm really excited to be able to talk to Kara because I know that she thinks that she doesn't have anything to share, but uh, there are not many people that I know who are all Americans and uh, there are really not very many people who are all Americans who then made that transition into, you know, full-time motherhood. And uh, that transition, I think a lot of women can relate to, not because a lot of you listening are all Americans, but because a lot of us have had, you know, almost different like sections of our life, right? Sections of your life where maybe you were working full-time or you were in school and now you're at a different phase of your life. And I think a lot of us can relate to just that transition that happens as you move into motherhood and, you know, for some of you listening, moving to grandmotherhood um, or just move through different phases of your life. So there will be something for you to take away whether or not you care about sports because I'm not super into sports <laughs> as Karen knows. Which is weird to me, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's start out with you just telling us a little bit about you. Well, uh, this is the first time I've introduced myself to you, I think. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> introduced myself. But um, so, yeah, I'm the second of the seven Longhurst children. So you're my older sister and I'm number two. So I had to follow you through my entire life, which, you know, had its ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk um, about that later. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we grew up, both of us grew up in Seattle. Uh, I graduated from high school in Seattle got my degree in biology teaching at BYU. Um, I've been married for 10 years to my husband, Taylor. And right now we live in Canton, Michigan. Uh, We've got four kids. They're eight, six, three, and 18 months old. Um, And right now I'm a a stay-at-home mom. Um, But like I said, I got my degree in biology teaching. So I've kind of done a bunch of different things throughout my life, including teaching high school for a year. I've substitute taught. I've coached high school sports, uh, just kind of done a little bit of everything along the way. Like you said, different phases in my life, different lives. But um, I, I think probably one of the biggest things about me is that I'm just kind of an all around sports junkie. And I, I really love sports. I love watching sports. I love playing sports and pretty much all of them. I really haven't met a sport that I didn't like, which most people who, d- who just meet me and haven't met the rest of our family assume I think that our whole family is kind of like that. And I'm really the odd duck. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's pretty active in our family, but um, I'm really, I was really the only one that got bit by the uh, organized sports bug. And uh, that's kind of always been a big thing in my life. So. Yeah. Well, cause it's interesting. So, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Kara and I, I'm two years older than Kara. So you know, we grew up very close, you know, both as sisters, but also as friends. And there's a lot of similarities. Like we both went to BYU. We both majored in like science, have a science emphasis. That was always very interesting to us. We're both very active. We both married men who are named Taylor. Uh, we yeah. both have four <laughs> kids. Like there's a lot of similarities uh, between Karen and I, but uh, I would agree that while most of us are very active in the family. Uh, most of us are not as involved in organized sports as Kara is. I played volleyball growing up. I played soccer growing up, but I didn't play anything past high school. And it's definitely not, um, you know, I do CrossFit and I lift and stuff, but organized sports aren't really a part of my life. And they have remained a very big part of Kara's life for, uh, for many, many years. Well, and, e- and even you in high school, I mean, you, you played those sports, but I wouldn't say it was quite as much a part of your identity because no. it's kind of always been to me. Like you were, you were an excellent athlete. In fact, I, I tried to convince you to play rugby with me when I joined the team, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you weren't quite having that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a, a bigger portion of my identity. I think it's, it's a big Yeah. So let's talk about rugby. Cause be- when you went to BYU, you joined 
the BYU rugby team. So walk us through like how, like why rugby? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like where did what that come were you from? Thinking. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like I said, I mean, I'm a sports junkie. I love sports. I love everything to do with competing. I love being on a team. I love, um, I, I just love all of that. And um, in, in high school, like I kind of mentioned, I, I was super into sports. I played uh, basketball, volleyball, and softball all throughout high school. And I only played those sports because there was only three seasons. If there was more seasons, I would have played more sports. I just, I really um, just loved it. And so then I, you know, finished high school sports and, you know, as most high school athletes do, like I didn't really have any other options. I really wanted to go to BYU. And um, so I just went to BYU and I, I got to college and it did not take me very long to feel like I need a team. Like I miss being part of a team. I miss competing. And, um, and I think it was only on like my second or third day of school, I was in the girls dorms at BYU and I saw a flyer that was posted up that said that the BYU women's rugby team was looking for players. And they said the biggest thing that stood out to me was they said there was no experience necessary, <laughs> which was important. Perfect. But, um, and at the time when I saw that flyer, literally like most Americans, the only thing I knew about rugby was that you got to tackle <laughs> and um, that it was a full contact sport. And just on that knowledge alone, I said, I'm in. <laughs> That's plus for you. And that was, I, I all growing up. Wanted to I play wanted football. To play, I wanted to play football. I know. And I would play, I played football with the boys at recess in elementary school. I, I, I was always, you know, a super scrappy player in every sport that I played. So I, you know, on the basketball court, it was not uncommon for me to foul out. In soccer, I would get fouls. And I just always was a little over physical for most of the sports I played. Um, I want you I guys to like, know that she's like five, four and like <laughs> 130 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest, but I will, I will come at you. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I just, I was like, if, if you get to tackle, I'm down. Um, and so I, and it was kind of uncharacteristic to me at the time. I wasn't super outgoing, but I, I showed up. I just decided to go. They said that I didn't need to know anything. And I was like, all right, I'll just show up. So I went to the first practice and oh, Amber, I was hooked. It was, it was over. Like I, I felt like in a lot of ways, my entire sports career was just preparing me for this, the culmination of all sports. <laughs> like it was, it was just such a good fit for me. Like I said, I, I, I love physicality. I love being physical. It was, it's a fun sport because it's super fast. It's fast paced. It's, um, it doesn't stop like football does and, um, or like, you know, it's not slow, like softball, but it's super, you have to be super intelligent. It's really complex. Um, you have to be strong, but also fast. You have to, um, have good endurance. I mean, it's just a great sport and it just really, really clicked for me. And I ended up then playing on that, that team for the next five years. Um, and I just, like I said, I just fell in love with it. And I really think it was, it was the highlight of my college experience was participating on that team and getting to travel around the country representing my university. And those girls that I met through the program literally became like family. And, um, it was just such a great part of my college experience, uh, to be, to be part of that, of that team. Yeah. And so I want to talk about, I want to talk a little bit about this decision because I think there are points in our lives where we make decisions that, that are seemingly minor and they end up like changing the trajectory of, of our life. Right. And they end up changing like where we end up. And I really feel like this is kind of one of those decisions. It's like you saw a flyer, oh, sure. you know, you saw like this random flyer and you were like, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe I'll do that. And because of that, like one flyer, that one like choice, mm -hmm this took you in like a whole direction. So I want you to kind of talk about, and it, and it became such um, like, there are so many achievements that you had in terms of playing rugby. And so uh, mm -hmm. you haven't really talked about some of your achievements yet, but I want to talk about you going from seeing a flyer, never ever having played rugby ever before to right. where did you end up because of that decision? Yeah. I mean, I th I totally think, in fact, like one of my, <laughs> I don't know how, if you ever look back and like get scared about what would happen if you hadn't made a decision. Yeah. Um, 
and this is one of those decisions. Like if I think, like I said, it was not characteristic of me to step that far out of my comfort zone and just show up to something that I, I knew nobody. Like I went with one of my friends that I had met like two days before and I said, let's go together. And we went and, and that was it. And it terrifies me to think, what if I had just not gone? You know, what if I had not seen the flyer? What if that had not all happened? And I think, um, yeah, like you said, this was one of those points in my life of, I'm so glad I made that decision. Like it just, it has changed, like you said, the whole trajectory of, of my life. And I was able to play on this team, like I said, for that five years. And I, I hit the team just at the right time when um, it was going through a transition where it had started in the year 2000, the, the rugby team had, and it was uh, uh, just kind of a club team, like just for fun. And right as I joined the team, it's, we had a, a new coach that, um, that showed up and started coaching us. And he really had a vision for what our team could be and took us to the next level. Um, he was the one that led us to be, um, to get, to, to get the, the certification that we needed to be able to compete at the division one level um, collegiately before we were just kind of playing in Utah and a couple of tournaments a year. Um, and so we were able to, I mean, I was able to go from not knowing what rugby really was to playing on a division one collegiate team that traveled around the country. And, um, and I got to uh, be a leader on that team. I got to, uh, learn this great sport. I got to travel. I got to, um, later on in my career, I got to, yeah, I was selected as an all American and that led to me being, uh, able to represent the United States as, as an all American, um, on an all American team. And I got to do some workouts with the, the national team coaches. And I was put in what's called the national team pool where I was, uh, up for selection for some of the you know national team events that were coming up and and I just got to see I got a sneak peek or a little peek into this world of professional athletics I didn't I was not professional but I was right there at that jumping off point of get, getting to see what it would be like to devote the rest of your life to playing sports and what it would be like to play your sport at the highest levels and I I don't know many sports that you could do that other than rugby just because it's an emerging sport in the U S that you could jump in, not knowing anything about it. And, you know, in seven years time, be playing at some of the highest levels available to people. Uh, and so it was just, it was an, an amazing experience. I count myself really lucky. Like I said, that I hit the program just at the right time when it was really kind of taking off and got in on the ground level that then took me to this, these amazing amazing places that impacted the rest of my life. I mean, rugby, rugby is everything. Like, and it was everything for a really long time. I mean, you know, uh, Taylor, my husband, uh, proposed to me after a rugby game on, on the rugby field in front of my rugby teammates, because those were my family. Um, and that just kind of goes to show you how big of a role rugby played in my life. Yeah. And then you went back and you coached, you coached to be right. which is like a I huge did. deal. <laughs> yeah. Like not a small yeah. deal. Yeah. I, I was able to go back and coach for about two years. And that was even after I had my oldest son. So I was able to drag him along and coach, uh, coach that, those girls too. So yeah, it was, it was a, an excellent experience and really rugby rugby is a lot of, it influenced a lot of my decisions. Um, I, the time that I spent on that team with those girls uh, really impacted me. We had um, obviously there was girls older than me and then girls younger than me. And we had one year where uh, five or six of the girls uh, decided to choose to serve missions for the, for our church and to go, you know, all throughout the world and take a break from school and go do that for a year and a half. And that was really what turned me onto the idea of maybe I want to do that. And so I ended up doing it as well and going and serving a mission in Switzerland. And I, you know, attribute that to, to my rugby teammates. And then, um, you know, after, after I got back and my mission really gave me that confidence that I needed to be able to be more confident when it came to dating. And I attribute that confidence to why I was able to meet and marry Taylor. And, um, then after I graduated from college and was applying to be a teacher, um, I had my rugby stuff on my resume and my job, the job interview with the school I ended up teaching with the, the vice principal spent almost the whole time talking about my rugby experience and hardly anything about my, um, 
about my you know biology teaching experience. And I really believe that my my rugby stuff on my resume was what set me apart and allowed me to get that first job right out of college. So it's just like things like that have rugby has just been that one domino that I feel like has led to these other watershed moments in my life um, and has, has really been a, such a great impact on, on the things that I've done. Then. Yeah. I love it so much. You kind of glossed over this fact that you freaking made the all American team. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like said it as like an aside. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shine a bigger spotlight onto that because that's a big freaking deal. Um, yeah. Like, I want you just to talk a little bit about that experience. Like, what did that mean to you when you found out that you had made the team? Was that something that you wanted? Like, was that a goal that you had set? Was that a surprise? Um, it's, it's a big deal. Like making, I want, <laughs> I want people listening to understand, like, <laughs> it is a big, big deal to make the All-American team. Um, so what, you know, what did that mean to you? Um, it, it did mean a lot. I, and I honestly was, I mean, surprise is not the right word. My team at the time, this was, so I was selected to the 2011 division one, all Americans, um, through USA rugby. And I mean, it's a huge honor. Like you said, it's, there's, you know, only so many all Americans for the whole country at the division one collegiate level. And I was lucky enough to be picked as one of them. Um, but at the time our team was excellent. We were very, very good. In fact, that year, um, we had made it all the way to the semifinals of the national championship. And so we had played in the final four. And so I had gotten to be on that like stage, which you know, gave me a little bit more exposure um, to be seen by the selectors. But um, it was, it was, a, it was a little bit of, of a surprise. I mean, I, rugby is such a team sport. To me, it's hard to point out, you know, individual players as being, you know, above the rest, but um my position, I was a fly half and my position was kind of a little bit like a quarterback in that I kind of directed the rest of my teammates. And really my job was to make my teammates look good. Like the fly half isn't scoring that much. It's not, I don't, I mean, I run with the ball, but my job really was to get my, get the ball to my playmakers. And um, so in that way it was, I mean, I was one person on an excellent team and I feel like that contributed a lot to me being selected and, you know, the, the other girls on my team definitely uh, played a part in, in my selection, but um, yeah, it was, it was a huge honor. I, I don't, I can't really say that it had been a goal of mine really. Um, all you can do is play your best and play your hardest and work your hardest and whatever accolades come are coming from other people. And so you don't really have control over that. Um, but it was, it was a, a a great experience. And, and I think actually even more, I, I found out that I had made the all American team, which they just, you know, like printed selection, like they usually do in, in most sports. And then after that, then they let us know that from that, those all American selections, they were going to select people from across division one, division two and division three, I think. <clears throat> and they were going to, from those selections, going to select an, uh, an all American traveling team where they were going to get to go, um, actually compete as a team, um, as, as an All-American team. And so when I found that out, that was the one that I was like, oh, I really want that. <laughs> it's great to get like the, you know, honor, the little certificate, the thing that says you're an All-American, but even better would be to actually get to go train with these girls and play with these girls, some of the best girls in the country and, and get to, you know, compete as a member of Team USA. <clears throat> and so really I was more excited when I found out that I had been selected for that team. And that was a great experience. We got to go to the Lake Placid Olympic Training Center in New York. And we spent a week there training at the, at the facility, which was really cool. Got to live like an Olympic athlete, which is, you know, a unique experience. Um, and we got to train with the national and the All-American team coaches. And then, um, then at, towards the end of the week, we got to play in two games against the Canadian you know, the Canadian All-American, so the Canadian uh, All-Collegiate Team All-Stars or something like that, they call themselves. And we played as a part of the Can-Am games that take place there. And that was just a really, really cool experience to get to play. I mean, we put on jerseys that said USA. When we broke our huddle, we said, you know, you, you shot your team name and our team name was USA. <laughs> and uh, just that experience of getting to represent my country and, and to put on a jersey that said USA was a really, really neat experience uh, that 
tops probably just about anything I've done in sports uh, the rest of my life. So it was, it was pretty neat. That's awesome. So what was that transition like? So you made the All-American team, right? And uh, kind of a, a highlight, you did end up going back and like coaching for BYU, which is, which is again, another awesome achievement to be able to not only play at a collegiate level, uh, but actually coach at a collegiate level as well. Um, it, but rugby is not a part of your life really anymore, right. uh, other than maybe right. watching it. <laughs> so kind of talk yeah. to us, like <laughs> what happened after all of those things and after Taylor proposed to you, what was that transition mm-hmm. like? Yeah. I mean, it was sports to me, my whole life has never been an end. They've always been kind of the means they've been the the ride along the way. I, I was never one as a kid. I never, I mean, every kid goes to the phase when they want to be a professional athlete. Right. So I had false. that false. <laughs> okay. No, that's <laughs> well, not, I did. That's not I every did. kid. Kara. <laughs> I never I wanted did. to be a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I did. So, I mean, just like that pie in the sky dream, the idea of getting paid money to play sports. I mean, to me, that was the ultimate. But I had, it did not take me long to, to come to the reality of that's not likely to happen. And so I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the sports that I played. I loved it. I kind of knew the whole time at some point it was going to end. Um, and I thought at first that point was going to be after high school and was super surprised and happy when I got to continue on through college. And it was actually really interesting towards the end. So I got, I got married in 2009 and then um, my senior year was 2011. And when, when I got married, Taylor and I kind of talked about what our plans were and, you know, I've always wanted to be a mom. I always knew that someday that would be my life was going to, to be a mom. And so we kind of talked about, you know, our family planning and, and our plan was kind of, I wanted to finish up my degree. I wanted to finish up my rugby. You know, I had started it. I wanted to finish out all of my eligibility and get to, you know, experience all of that, that that had to add. And then that kind of idea was, you know, after I graduate and after I finish my rugby, then, you know, soon thereafter, we're going to start our family. And so it was really interesting that my senior year, that 2011 season, when our team did so well, and then the, the accolades started to come and I got these invitations to do things like the All-American camp. And I got invited also to another uh, national team camp, the national team pool. And I all of a sudden was told, you know, if you wanted, you could do this. You could be in this pool and you could train and you could be eligible to start traveling with the national team and playing for the national team, getting all these other experiences. And I was surprised. <laughs> that was that one. I was really surprised. I did not think that, that that was something that was in my future. But you know, when the national team head coach is the one telling you that, I mean, he he probably knows. And so um, it kind of got stuck in my head. Like, well, is this not it? Or is this is this not what I'm? Is this do I have more left to to go with this rugby? And actually, at the the national team camp that I went to, we had. Um, along with our, you know, physical training, we had these classroom, classroom sessions where we watched film and we talked about what it took to be an, um, an elite athlete and, you know, all these the mental aspects of sports and things like that. And I remember one day we were in, <clears throat> we were in one of those sessions and the coach up at the front started talking about, started writing things on the board. He started, he wrote like world cup, uh, nation's cup, 2000, was it 14 Olympics, and like three or four other like big events up on the board. And he said, he turned to us and he said, if you are in this room, these should be your goals. These should be, these are the realistic things that you should be aiming for. You should be aiming to make these teams. And um, that, that's kind of your pathway for the next, I think it was like four or five years. And he said, in order to do that, in order to reach these goals, this is what you need to, to do. You need to be willing to do things that will make these goals a reality. And these are things like maybe you need to move to somewhere where you can play competitive rugby year round. Maybe you need to take a job that pays less, but allows you to travel when you get asked to go on with these teams to qualify in events and things like that. Um, maybe you need to miss family events and vacation. <clears throat> and you might have to do all these things and they might seem like such big sacrifices. But he said, if these are your goals, they won't feel like sacrifice. And I, 
at first when he was saying all these things about what we need to do, I was thinking, I just got, I mean, I've been married for like three years now. We want to start a family soon. They don't, I don't, they're the closest competitive rugby to me living in Utah at the time would have been in Colorado. So I was like, I don't want to live apart from my husband for a few months a year while I go play rugby. I, this, it just, I felt so conflicted. I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't even know this was an option. What do I do? And when he said that though, when he ended that up with, you know, if these are your goals, those won't feel like sacrifices. I realized, oh, those aren't my goals. <laughs> that all feels like sacrifice to me. That mm-hmm. all feels like something I don't want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, I knew this has been great. It's been great experiences. I've loved every minute of it. I feel like I've you know, taken the opportunities that were in front of me, but now it's time for the next phase of my life. And um, now it's time to, to try and jump into that motherhood and to jump into other, other opportunities that were going to be ahead for me. And I, I just really felt like that was, that was a big moment for me to really realize this is it for me. And that was okay. And it was 100% my decision. I didn't feel like I sacrificed rugby to start my family, which I think was really important to me. And that's why I wanted to finish out my entire rugby career. Um, I didn't want to feel like I gave it up or to, you know, resent my husband or my kids in the future because of it. <clears throat> but I just realized at a certain point that it had been enough and it was, it was, I was ready for the next phase of life. Um, and so that's kind of what I did after that summer traveling around with those couple of teams, I kind of hung it up and I really haven't played hardly any sense here or there. I've done it and I coached for those couple of years. So I got to stay close to the game for a little bit, but rugby is kind of one of my past lives at this point. And it's not really, it's not really what I'm, what I'm a part of now. And in fact, a lot of people are, like you said, surprised when they meet me and, and realize that I played rugby because I don't look like a rugby player. I don't look like someone that you don't be scared. Yeah. Yeah. When I think rugby player, you think like big burly girl who like eat you for breakfast. (laughs) It's like not at all what Kara looks like. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And so I decided to make that transition and it was hard though. I mean, I, it still was, it's way different. Motherhood is, is a different beast. And, and you know, and I'm sure a lot of moms out there know, like, Motherhood is largely anonymous. <laughs> you, you do so many things for so many people with next to no recognition. And that's way different than sports. You know, my whole life with sports, I, I mean, not that everyone was praising me all the time, but people cheer for you. You have wins and losses. You have, you know, different athletes. You can make different, you know, all conference teams or all American teams or things like that where you feel that other people are applauding you and telling you you're good. You, you did it. And motherhood's not like that. And so I had to, I had to find other ways to find, you know, those accolades that weren't coming from outside. And I had to kind of dig deep and find um, my own approval for the things that I was doing as a mom. And, and I think it was hard. It was hard to do and I'm still not perfect at it, but um, it's also very fulfilling to, to feel like you're succeeding as a mother some days. <laughs> um, and so it's been, it's been an interesting transition to make. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I think that um, both you and I grew up with was a mother who um, maintained an identity outside of being a mother. And I never want to say that in a way that it's like, because I hate it when people say like, I'm just a mother. <laughs> Like, I never wanted to say that you have to be something outside of a mother, but I think that that was something that we were raised where mom had her identity and she was PTA president and she taught classes at the gym and she had things that were like her own that she like did for herself. And, um, and so both of you and I grew up with that, of, of seeing that. And so I'm curious as you've made this transition, uh, to motherhood, which like you said, is a little bit more of like a thankless job a little less like a cheering squad for you can sometimes feel like it strips you a little bit of your like individuality um what you know what have you done to continue your identity as Kara in addition to your identity as mom or as wife yeah yeah I do think I think mom was such a good example of that I think I remember I mean she would 
she would do her own thing and she was, I think better for it. And I, I found the same thing. Uh, like you were saying that I need to be Kara sometimes it gets, it gets exhausting to always just be mom, to always just be you know, living for other people as cute as they are. Like I need to be me sometimes. And, and for me, I just kind of try and find that space where I feel most like me. And because I'm such a sports nerd, like that's usually on the playing field. It usually has to do with sports. And so I continue to make sports a part of my life. And that has given me that time to be me. Um, even after that, the, the first year when I taught high school, I was able to get uh, the uh, basketball, JV basketball coaching job. And then the next year I had my first son. And so I quit teaching, but I was able to keep that basketball job as well as then also pick up the JV volleyball coaching job at, at that high school. And so for the next four years, while my husband was finishing school, I got to coach and it was such a great experience to be able to do that. And when my babies, I had two babies while I was coaching and when they were little, I just brought them with me <laughs> and uh, high school girls love babies. And so I always had a high school girl that was willing to hold my baby when I was feeding them and um, just kind of made that work to be able to, to have my babies and then to also still have the space to be myself. Um, then when we moved here to Michigan, I, you know, lost the coaching jobs and didn't really have the childcare to help me out to be able to continue coaching. <clears throat> and so I kind of looked around for, well, what else can I get involved? What other sports can I get involved in? And I was able to hook up with um, some ladies in the area that play in a, a softball league every summer. And so I started playing softball on this league and it was so fun. I remember just the first night after I came home from playing in that softball game and I just, told Taylor, I was like, I feel like me when I'm out there. Cause it had been probably eight months since I had done anything like that. And I was like, that's, I feel like me. I feel like I'm myself when I'm playing softball. And so I've been able to do that for years now, as we've lived here um, in the winter, I play pickup basketball at the church. I, uh, I get to um, this last year, I played in a volleyball league, a women's volleyball league this past spring. And it's just, that's how I feel like me. And so I've, I've, I've discovered that that's, that's when I feel like Kara. And so I've kind of just tried to, to make time and make find opportunities to do those things. And I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm super fortunate. I'm so grateful for, for Taylor, my husband, for he's always been super supportive of that to me. I mean, I think to me, that's one of the reasons why it was so meaningful to me. He proposed after a rugby game when I was disgusting and sweaty and, <laughs> and nasty um, because it, it, he was accepting that this is who you are. This is, this is your, you know, life trajectory and that he was, he was fine with it. Um, but yeah, he supports me in doing all these things and, you know, cheering me on and making me, kicking me out the door when, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go or feel guilty about it. Um, and I, I, that's really helpful to have that, that support from him. But, um, I also, I mean, I prioritize my day, my own daily workout. So kind of like you, I, work out in my basement and my kids know I'm going to go work out and they can either come play in the basement or they can stay upstairs and leave me alone. But that's my time to work out. And, um, I, I just, I need that time to be me, to feel like me. And I feel it makes me a better mom. You know, when I get my workout in, when I get to spend a couple of evenings a week in the summer playing softball, I come back a better mom refreshed and ready to, to dive back into the, to the grind of motherhood. I think it's really important. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so as my sister and as someone who has known me for almost my entire life, uh, what, are, what is something that you think people should know about me or maybe something that would be surprising that you know that mo- most people don't? <laughs> oh man, where do I start? <laughs> this is a dangerous can of worms. This is dangerous for me to throw out this I, question because I, well, I know all your secrets. I, I get to edit it. So. Oh, that's right. Oh man. <laughs> um, I don't know, like the, the story of when you locked me in the shed with the baby oh there. <laughs> Tell that story. And had to feed me through the cracks until mom and dad got home to give us a combination. <laughs> or like when you, you pulled out one of my teeth by tying a string to it and tying it to the door. Remember that? Genius. Genius. <laughs> you told me, don't worry, it's not going to hurt. And I said, how do you know? Have you done it? And you said, no, I haven't done it. 
but it won't hurt. But I'm your older sister, so I know. Right. And so we're gonna do it. And you yeah. you shut that door, man. You did not you did not hesitate. I also uh, have to tell you to go to go get things for me. Oh yeah, all the time. You my favorite, Amber, was that all growing up, you used to always tell me, Kara, you're I'm a follower, you're a leader. My whole life, you'd always tell me that. And I'd say, okay, Amber, yes, Amber, I'm a follower. I get it. And it wasn't until I hit high school and started being like, oh, I was on these high school sports teams and started getting made captain on these teams. I, it was shocking to me. I was like, me, captain? I'm not a leader. I'm a follower. Amber's the leader. <laughs> Amber's the leader. <laughs> but then I, I, I came into my own as a leader and I realized, Amber, I'm a leader too. You're a leader and I'm a leader. We can both leaders. be leaders. Fine. <laughs> So you didn't stunt me too bad, but, but, uh, no, I think, I think really the, the thing that your, your listeners want to know, and they already know this, but is you're just authentic. You are you and embarrassingly. So <laughs> like, I just see you on these different platforms, doing all these different things that you're doing your podcasts and Instagram and whatever social media. And I just, it's, it's you, it's, it's my sister. It's, Nothing more, nothing less. Um, what you see is what you get with you. And I think, I think you're, if they don't, you know, know that already, they, they can sense it and they maybe haven't really thought about it, but, but you, you can sense an authenticity with you in all that you do. That's what, I think that's what draws people. And I think that's what helped make you so successful is that people, people see that you don't have all the frills. You're not trying to put on a show. You're, you're really just, wanting to help people. And I, I think that comes across in all the things we do. So I, I just, I want to vouch for you that Aww. this is you, you really yeah. are this much of a goober. <laughs> you really are this much of a nerd, <laughs> but that this is, this is really you. And, and I think you've done a great job in, in having, putting yourself out there in that way. Oh, that's really nice, Kara. So what, wait, so what did you think when I did start my business? <laughs> well, I am one of your OG followers. You, should you are my OG follower. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, you said, I don't remember. Did you text us? You sent out a text or you put something on Instagram or something saying, Hey guys, I'm going to be doing this account. Please come follow. Which, how many millions of those do you get? Like, yeah, right. I get that all the time for every little side business, side hustle that everybody has. <laughs> and I hadn't been on Instagram for super long back then. And I was kind of, I was being protective of my Instagram. Like I just, Facebook is, is out of control, right? Like I just been friends with everybody for everything all the time. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. So when I started my Instagram account, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be really selective of who I follow and, and what I put on this feed. I really only want to follow people I actually know right now in life. Like I don't need some random person that I met in some class my freshman year at BYU. Like, I just don't, I, it's not as interesting. So when you sent out this text, like, oh, please come follow me. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But you did actually know me in real life. So that was a I benefit. did know you in real life. <laughs> and I just thought, I don't want to follow. A, I don't want a fitness account. I don't, I, to this day, you're the only fitness account I follow. I, it's not, it's not, it's just not it's nice that you still follow me. <laughs> yeah, I have not unfollowed. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? She's my sister. She wants to do this thing. Chances are she's going to quit in a couple weeks anyway. <laughs> and then I can delete it and not feel bad. <laughs> but I might feel bad if, you know, the eight of us that she asked us to, to follow her don't follow. So I did follow. And I was shocked, honestly, as your sister, when you blew up. Like, I mean, that was just, it was incredible to watch. And I just thought, what? I could do that. <laughs> when you start talking about your upbringing and mom, and I was like, hey, that was my upbringing. That was my mom. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Why do people care so much about this? But um, like I said, I, it was just because from the get-go, you were authentic and you had figured out something that worked and people saw it and were able to to give it to other, to give that success to other people. And it, it just led to just su the success so now I'm <clears throat> a proud follower and I, I tell <laughs> all my all my friends that you know I have a famous sister and tell them to listen to your podcast and I quote you and I you know just you know drop well my sister she um does this 
and, you know, tell people all of your knowledge and all the things you say. So I, I, I'm so impressed and really so proud of you for, for what you've done with this business. It went from, it has no chance of going anywhere <laughs> when you first started to really, like I said, helping so many people and really, I think, making a really positive impact in the world. I'm super impressed. And I'm still waiting for a, a job offer. I don't know, consultant or something. You got to hire me on the team. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need a, we need some sports part that like you can there you go. <laughs> help us build up that division of, of the yeah. team. Yeah. I can do your, be your sports coach, your sports trainer. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, I mean, you can, my family obviously has had like a backseat to this whole experience. And I, and I think, you know, we've all seen people in our lives like start things and be like, yeah, 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 that's really cute. <laughs> and uh, yeah. not necessarily expect them to go anywhere. And, um, yeah. you know, I think over the years, like I just kept going and this turned into something that I, I mean, honestly, you had asked me five years ago, six years ago, when I started this business, where did I see it in five years? And it, this would not be what I would have, you know, dreamed. Um, right. But, you know, it was started from a very sincere place to help people. And I think uh, I just built on that of like always keeping that at the forefront. And then that leads me to, to the next thing in the business. So yeah. you always just, every time we got together as a family, you had some new vision of where you're going next with it. And yeah. it every time I remember when we were on our girls weekend, you're like, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, are we really? <laughs> cool. <laughs> sure am, Kara. And you're going to be on. But by that point, right. <laughs> but by that point, I, I mean, I knew not to doubt you. I was like, all right, I guess that's what you're doing. I guess yeah. that's where you're going to go. And that's, I mean, that's been you your whole life. And yeah. you set your mind to something and you do it. That's one of the reasons why it was really interesting to follow you as the second child in our family, because yeah. I had to, to ride that wake of, expectations that you set up and for the most part it helped me but sometimes I didn't quite measure up and yeah it was uh it was a reminder that to be better so yeah well I I mean mean, you're not the only sibling that has said that (laughs) let's be let's be honest so I'm the oldest I'm the oldest of seven I'm very driven and I'm very like achievement oriented and um being the oldest with that personality it does make it hard to (laughs) come after that. Yeah. And, um, I know some of the other siblings have said some of the same things where it's like, I don't want to have to like live up to that. <laughs> I'm different. Like everybody's different. We right. all have our different strengths. And just because right. your strengths aren't my strengths, it doesn't make them any less valuable or any less. You know, right. I think we did all end up, we're all able to kind of find everybody found way. their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're able to shine in our own way. Yes. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I gravitated so hard to sport that I uh-huh. found something that, that was your thing. Successful at, and that could be my thing. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely wasn't chemistry, man. Your chemistry teacher was not so impressed with me <laughs> in high school. Mrs. Hill? Mrs. Hill was not impressed. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. That's so I funny. got lots of reminders. I loved Mrs. Hill. <laughs> I know you did, and she loved you, let me tell you. <laughs> I was so, not you. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, enough about me. Let's wrap up the last question with about something directly about you. So I'm curious, what are some of your current goals, whether it's health or fitness or something else, but what are you currently working to achieve? Um, so health and fitness-wise... It's, I mean, sure, it's not a shock at this point that I'm, I've always been more interested in what my body can do than necessarily what it looks like. And so I'm all about uh, getting stronger and staying strong. So I, I love to lift weights like you do. And, and I kind of, as the year, each year, I, I told you all my different sports teams that I'm still playing on, I kind of fit my fitness goals or, or what I'm working on towards whatever sport is coming up. So in this last spring when I was playing volleyball, I was working on my, on increasing my vertical leap. So doing a lot more of like legs and, and calves and things like that. And doing more jumping exercises <clears throat> during softball season or when softball season coming up, I focused, you know, also on my lower body and my abs, my core. <clears throat> and then for basketball, I do more like hit workouts, trying to get my cardio endurance up. So I wouldn't say I have an overarching like health and fitness goal right now, as far as like an aesthetic or anything else like that. I just want my body to be able to perform as best as it can. And so I kind of, you know, 
mold my training to what, what those different sports require. And in my life goals, oh, right now it's surviving. <laughs> um, it, I, I am trying to, to, to just be consistent in all aspects of my life, um, you know, spiritually as well as physically, making sure I get that, that workout in, making sure I spend that um, quality time with my kids, making sure I, you know, spend quality time with my husband and just kind of trying to stay well-rounded. Um, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I'm sure that's, that falls short of what you're looking for with that question. I don't no, have great. necessarily those big life altering goals at this moment with the phase of life that I'm in. Um, but I am always just trying to be just a little bit better. Yeah. So good. Better. So good. Well, it's been fun. It's been a fun conversation yeah. to be able to give a little, some, a little bit of insight into, um, what it's like to be an All-American, what it's like to um, get to that top level of, of anything, um, and, and then that transition into motherhood, and then maybe a little bit of an insight for people into <laughs> me outside of biceps you. after babies, and me as a... Oh, I as, got all the as answers. A go- as a goober, as you say. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of those things are true. Um, so thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Kara. I'm glad that um, I actually made a podcast just like I said yeah. I would, and then I actually got to interview you on it. So thanks so much. Yeah, thanks. yeah no problem. It was fun. I had a good time talking to you. So I hope that that was fun for you to learn a little bit about my sister, who isn't she a rock star? Um, she's just, she's so fabulous. I have lots of fabulous sisters and brothers, um, and I'm excited to you know be able to share one of them with you here on the podcast. Um, so hopefully it was fun to hear <laughs> her perspective of our childhood, her perspective of me, and most of all, her perspective of the lessons that she learned as she made a transition from one identity to a next, to a, you know, a new identity. And um, she had some really awesome takeaways that I hope that you uh, picked up during the episode. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.